0: a new conversation about how to navigate an awesome life without alcohol, reframing the cultural norms around alcohol in our lives, and hosted by me, Maz Compton, sober since 2015. Well, hi, friends, and welcome to the 50th episode of Last Rings Podcast. I am so excited. This is a real milestone episode, 50 episodes in It's great. It's a good number. It's a solid number. It's an even number. And it means that there are 49 episodes before this episode of really wonderful, honest, raw conversations about sobriety and sober curiosity. So I encourage you, if you've landed here at your first listen, there's a back catalog waiting for you to devour. If you're sober curious or early on in your sobriety journey, maybe you're quite far down the track of your sobriety and you just want a little encouragement or you just want to listen to a podcast that's interesting, um, that has some really like in-depth conversations and some really honest, raw, gutsy stuff. Um, that's what this podcast is all about. So I am celebrating today for several reasons, actually. There's a few things worth celebrating today that I wanted to share with you guys. Firstly, yes, it is the 50th episode of Last Rings Podcast, and I'm so beyond stoked that I've managed to do this. I kind of do it on my own, in my own time. This is my side hustle, but absolutely something that I am so, so, so passionate about. I'm so passionate about spreading the message of sobriety and changing the narrative. I want sobriety to be normal. I want sobriety to be the thing that is normalised in our society. And I want it to get to a situation where let's say you're out and you're celebrating and there's someone drinking. And I want this situation to be the normal one where the one person that's drinking gets the arm around them and the quiet question, hey, is everything okay? What, what's happened? How come you're drinking? Are you all good? Because what happens at the moment when someone's not drinking is there's this really kind of confrontational situation of like, you're not drinking? What happened? Are you okay? Did something crazy go on? And so everyone's waiting for this like rock bottom bombshell, like really horrific situation to happen, which equates to must stop drinking. And I want to change the narrative because that, Absolutely isn't everybody's story. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. Sometimes people get to a point where they drink too much and something terrible happens and they go, oh my God, I'm not going to drink anymore. But for the most part, binge drinkers and grey area drinkers, of which I was one, um, don't have that kind of rock bottom thing. They, it's more of a crossroads where you start going, I don't want to drink so much anymore, but I don't know how to stop. This isn't serving me anymore. I don't like who I am when I'm drinking. I don't know how to socialize without alcohol. And so that's sort of what really, really happens. But I want it to be a switch so that the person in the room who is drinking is identified as the person that needs some support and some love and some care and and some, and some a conversation and an are you okay? Because if you are drinking most days to some level of excess, there's probably something not quite in alignment or balance in your world and you're using alcohol as a coping tool. Alcohol is the multi-tool of coping, um, but eventually that has an expiration date and if it did work for you in the past, it will eventually not work for you. That's why this conversation is so important and that's why people, I think, are gravitating towards sobriety living, sobriety movements and sober curiosity. So the next part of my celebration episode is to celebrate... My brand new website being live, mazcompton.com. So I have up there links to the podcast, to the book that I'm going to get to in a second, um, to the radio stuff I do and a little bit about me. It's just a place where I feel that you can go, subscribe to a newsletter, get some nuggets of sober gold in your inbox every few weeks and connect with me there. So that's happened. And then... There is a book. I have been working my little butt off doing this, and it is getting so close to being released. The book is called Last Drinks How to Drink Less and Be Your Best. It is a part of my story. It also incorporates many of the wonderful conversations I've had on this podcast. It exposes the truth about alcohol. It gives you a handbook on how to navigate early sobriety or just give sobriety a go. And I've put it together in a really, uh, I think, well-structured and well-balanced book. It's a bit of wit and wisdom in there. Um, There's some, you know, hard-hitting truths, but then also some hilarity. So the book, Last Drinks, uh, is available for pre-order right now. So if you want to jump on that, I would do that. The links are all on my website, but also um, if you go to Last Drinks Pod on Instagram or follow me personally, Maz Compton on Instagram, you'll find the links there too. If you know someone who you think could benefit from finding out a little bit more about sober curiosity, what sober living looks like, then pre-order a copy for them send them the book, send it anonymously if you want, Um, but get this book into the hands of people instead of drinks. That's why I've written it. Um, And I'm hoping that it's going to impact people in a really beneficial way. And I've got to say a huge thank you and a shout out to the team at Wiley Publishing who uh, rolled the dice on my idea and signed me as a published author. I've had such an incredible team. I mean, we're still we're still working on the project, but um, Chris, thank you for your guidance. You've been amazing. Lucy, you're wonderful. Lee, you're amazing. Renee, you're just so great. I feel really blessed that I have a wonderful team of people who have just backed me in on this idea, who have guided me in this really steep learning curve and this big process. But we are, you know, we're crossing the T's and dotting the I's now. The manuscript is ready. The cover is ready. Um, and I am so ready for people to be able to have something tangible, something physical they can take with them into the world as they, you know, go about their business and stay curious about sobriety. And then, as if that's not all like well worth celebrating. I mean, it's the 50th episode. I've got a new website. I've got this amazing book that's happening. Here's the here's the big bombshell. Here's the big bit. Here's the big piece of news, guys. It's actually my birthday week. So, my birthday is officially on the 2nd of March, and this year I celebrated my 43rd birthday. I know. I look fab. Um, And I look good because I don't drink alcohol. So this has been my eighth sober birthday. And I just wanted to take this moment on the podcast and just share a bit about what it's been like celebrating eight birthdays without booze when I celebrated most of them, definitely from, you know, late teens onwards uh, with many, many, many drinks. So my first sober birthday was my 35th birthday And I remember I was only two months, so eight weeks into sobriety. And again, for those of you who know my story, you'll know that I started sobriety as a bit of a self-experiment because I was drinking too much, too often, and it wasn't serving me anymore. If you want to hear the full, full story, um, that is in episode 40 of the podcast. It's my last drinks story. And so my first sober birthday, age 35, and I just moved to Sydney. I was doing this really big deal radio job and I was like, oh my God, I'm how am I going to celebrate my birthday and not drink? Um, but I did. And what I did is I organized an event and I just invited, you know, a handful of buddies, like 10 of my close friends, mostly work friends at the time. Um, all really great friends, and we did like an afternoon of bowling at Clavelli Bowling Club, which was across the road from the apartment that I was living in at the time, and I didn't drink. And everybody else did, and I was okay with it. And I think there's this real fear of people in social situations when they're not drinking that they're going to be you know, like it's going to be the Spanish Inquisition, there's going to be so many questions and it's going to be pressure. And then at some point, like the more other people drink, the more they might, you know, like harass you to have a drink and then eventually you might cave in. So I think we um, we sort of come up with these scenarios, these hypothetical situations, which may play out, um, but on the whole they can't, they are never usually that bad. And so I wanted this episode to be an encouragement to anyone when you're celebrating, that you can celebrate and you can celebrate sober. And I'm, I'm really good at it now because I've had eight years of practice of going to birthdays, having birthdays, going to weddings and engagement parties and baby showers and, you know, celebrating wins and all of that great life stuff that happens when it's good. And I've done it without drinking. And so I guess I just wanted to share that it is possible to celebrate without booze and some really, really practical tips on how you can get through an event or a party or a birthday without drinking. So the first thing you really need to do is you need to have a conversation with yourself in the mirror and say that you're not going to drink. And you really need to set that intention and be very, very clear about it. So whether you're heading into a wedding or a birthday or it's your own birthday, I think with your own birthday, you have a bit more control because you could have a celebration in a place where it's inappropriate to have alcohol and you can have it at a time of day where you could wrap it up before things kind of get wildly out of control. So I think when it's your own birthday, definitely give yourself you know, a bit of a just give yourself an opportunity to do it sober and to not have to stress out. So whether that is a picnic, I know people have their opinions about picnics, you know, I love a good picnic and a cheese platter and, you know, mid-morning, like a brunch picnic scenario is a great way to, to get friends and family together and celebrate. No booze needed. Wrap it all up just after lunch. Easy peasy. You know, and I think another really good one is if you organise a sporting event. So I organised for my 35th birthday, I did birthday bowls. The issue with that is that there is a bar at the bowling club. I just didn't go to it that day, Um, you know, and, and friends of mine were buying jugs of beer and I had a jug of soda water with some fresh lime in it. So you can make sure that when you do celebrate, you do it. Do an activity, is that's also another good one. So you could organize a games day or, you know, hire an indoor sports center and just have all different types of games. And so when you're there and you're active and you're doing things, there's no temptation to drink. And if you're hiring, you know, like a, a sporting court at a, a leisure center or you're having a pool party or something like that, if you're doing an activity, there's less conversation about or do you want to have a drink? Because no one's standing around getting drunk. No one's standing around having drinks because you're actually doing something exciting. So whether you go to Inflatable World or do a, a 5K fun run with all of your friends or whether you do, a, you know, like a, a, a big charity walk or um, tennis, pickleball, hire a court somewhere and go and, and play an activity and and almost tell everyone like this is a situation where I'm celebrating my birthday, and we're not doing alcohol this year. And I think that that really takes that edge off the anxiety you might have going into a celebration. That's if you're in control of it. Then there's other situations where you'll be celebrating and it's not your celebration and it's not all about you because not everything is about you. Um, So it might be a friend's wedding. Weddings are tricky. Weddings are really hard to be sober at early on. I did my first sober wedding that first year that I was sober. It was in a, towards the end of the year and I flew down to Adelaide for my girlfriend Crystal's wedding. And look, it was it was fun and you know, we we got up on the dance floor and we did all the things and it was it was great fun, but there definitely was this element of I was very conscious that I wasn't drinking alcohol and I felt like I really had to try. And that's just something that I think over time you get used to, you're present with the small talk and you have to really put yourself out there to meet new people and have new conversations, especially at a wedding, right? Because usually you don't know everyone. So it that was, yeah, that was a bit tricky and we had a great time. It was a beautiful wedding and I didn't drink any alcohol and I'm really glad that I got through, but it did feel like I was just a bit self-conscious. And I think after that first year, when you've done your birthday, your mum's birthday, your partner's birthday, your best mate's wedding, you've done enough time in sobriety and going to social things, it just becomes a bit of a an easier thing to accomplish and achieve. But the number one thing... Is to set that intention and because I knew heading into my friend's wedding that I wasn't going to drink. I knew I would be asked if I wanted to drink. I knew I'd be offered wine and beer and champagne and later on probably shots. But I knew I made that promise to myself and I said like, I'm not going to drink no matter what, no matter how I feel, no matter how uncomfortable things are. um, I'm not going to drink and I didn't. So that's the, probably the biggest key is to set that intention And then the next thing you really need to nail down is what your response is to people who ask you why you're not drinking. And so this is up to you to find something that works for you. But I find, and and after giving so many different responses and explanations as to why I wasn't drinking over that first year, especially, it really came down to this. I'm just not drinking at the moment. Thanks. And then I just let it get awkward. And I it's like I just left it hanging. Because what I found would happen is I would say, oh, I'm just having some time off. Or I, I would apologize actually at first. I go, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just not drinking right now. Oh, well, when are you gonna drink again? Oh, I haven't really decided. Oh, well, what happened? oh, well, nothing like major happened, but I was super sad at the end of last year and I was just drinking uh, like a bottle of wine a night. (gasps) Oh, You were drinking a whole bottle of wine by yourself at night? And then, you know, like the judgment comes in and then the shame comes in and then it's just this conversation would just keep going in a direction that I didn't really feel comfortable. So what I found is the less I said, the better, and then people would just sort of like back off. So when the question came up, like, do you want to have a drink? I would just go, oh, yeah, I'm just having some time off booze at the moment. Or, you know, by the time it got to my friend's wedding, it was like, I haven't had a drink all year, actually. And I'm good. Oh, really? You haven't had a drink all year? Wow. I'm like, yeah, I set out to do 30 days and I feel amazing. I feel like my skin looks great. My hair is awesome. I've lost a bit of weight. I'm like super into my fitness journey at the moment. I joined this gym called F45. I love it. And so, and I would just, the conversation would really be about all the benefits I had explored and discovered and was getting out of my sobriety. And, it, and that was when I kept the response really succinct, sharp and direct. It was like, I'm not drinking right now. Thanks. And just leave it at that. And if it gets super awkward, at some point, the person asking the question will probably just go to the bar and get themselves a drink. And then you could go, can I get a soda water, please? So they're really the two big keys to celebrating and being sober. Have your intention. And it's just between you and the mirror. Hey, like, just like sobriety really is between you and the mirror. It's your journey. It's what you're deciding to put in your body. It's you choosing empowered choice over peer pressure. It's you finding something that will serve you rather than something that is going to ruin you. And if alcohol's been ruining you, you're the one that can make that change. So setting that intention before you head out into the big bad world is really important. And then having a simple and succinct response to people and say it with a smile. I found that was really helpful for me. There's other things you can do physically when you're in the room. Um, always have a drink that's not alcoholic in your hand. So either have a water or an orange juice, or just load a hand up with a non-alcoholic drink. Um, because then, if somebody offers you a beer, be like, "No, I'm good. I've got a water." No, I'm good. I've got an orange juice. Um, so that's always a good one. Is to just keep something in your hand because. I also found like I just didn't know what to do with my hands and I felt like all Talladega nights, like what are my hands doing? So having something in your hand is always a good one. And if it is a social engagement, not at a bar, take your own. Take your own kombucha, do non-alk if you're going to do non-alk, take your own soda stream bottles, take your own soda water. Just take your own, take your own Esky, take your own drinks as you would BYO back in the day, maybe a six pack of whatever. Take your kombuchas, take your whatever, like take your own drinks and you're still having a drink. It just doesn't have alcohol in it. And that's the difference. So then you're going to stay clear headed. You're you're keeping, you know, that intention set. You're honoring that intention, which is going to make you feel empowered. It's going to help you you know, really go, hey, I'm doing this thing and I'm doing it sober. And then having that sober response, again, it's a bit of a power move because you're like, hey, I'm not drinking and I'm good with my choice. And, um, and definitely don't apologize to people. Do not apologize for being sober. Sobriety is the best choice that you can make. Um, I'm living proof of it. Eight and a bit years in, I'm, I can't even explain how grateful I am that I found sobriety when I did and that I went after it so hard. I'm unapologetically sober and I love that about my journey. And I really hope that, yeah, I just hope that those social sobriety tips are practical and helpful. So with that, it's a big old happy birthday me And I hope that um, whenever your next celebration is, whether it's for yourself or someone that you love or because something wonderful happened, I really hope that you will be able to to get to the place of celebration and do it sober and, and enjoy yourself and be present. And then when you wake up the next day and you don't have a hangover and you feel clear headed, you can reflect on how wonderful the night was and you can remember everything. That's such a great feeling. You know, there's no more anxiety. There's no more headaches. It's just, it's such a better way to celebrate and to wake up fresh the next day. So enjoy your celebrating. Uh, we will have a brand new episode with a guest next week. Until then, take care. Feel free to smash through the back catalogue if you want some more sober inspiration. Follow us on Instagram. We are Last Drinks Pod. And also my personal Instagram is back online. I'm at Maz Compton. If you want to see what I do other than this podcast, it's all there. Feel free to reach out. I love getting your feedback and hearing your comments and being tagged in all the wonderful sobriety communications right across all the platforms. So um, yeah, keep tapping in and stay sober. Thanks for listening to Last Drinks Podcast. If you love this podcast, then subscribe. For more inspiration and to reach out, you can follow us on Instagram at Last Drinks Pod. Hold up.